0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity.
1: Good morning. This is attorney Vincent Davis, and you're on the show, Get Your Kids Back Now. This show is dedicated to keeping families together and to fighting fighting the tyranny of CPS and DCFS social workers. A secondary purpose of this show is to educate parents and relatives, or to at least show them where to get the necessary information for their fight. The final purpose of the show is to remind the people that change can be effectuated at the ballot box, at the state and federal levels. Let us unite, vote, and elect those who will make the necessary changes. Good morning. One of the first topics that I want to discuss today is are you registered to vote? As you know, one of the purposes of this show is to organize people throughout the country and throughout the state of California to register to vote so that we can vote as a group to make changes. In California and probably in most states, judges can be appointed by the governor or elected by the uh, popular vote. And it's a It's a part of the election that happens every year that very few people pay attention about. But every judge has to either be voted into office or voted um, to remain in office every six years. So if you're complaining about judges who are not making the right decisions for families and for children, in your opinion, You have the right to vote them out, so exercise that right to vote. I am looking for volunteers to here in California to organize voting and organize voters uh, county by county. So please send me your um, information via my email address. It's v, as in Vincent, at vwdlaw.com. That's V as in Vincent at vwdlaw.com. And also, if you want to speak to me, you can always reach me uh, during the week at my office, which is triple eight triple eight six five eight two. That's eight 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 six five eight two. I'm mm-hmm. going to move to our first call. It's from area code six zero two, ending in seven three. Good morning. You're on with attorney Vince Davis. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask?
2: I have a story to tell and a question to ask. Sir. My kids just took it Go from it. CPS. They ran away, three of my kids. The oldest one came back. I still can't find the two little ones. Now, my son, too. They took my son's child, too, at the same time. First, they took the babies. Then the next day, they came and took my kids. Now, my son's fighting this case since how long now, Kevin? (laughs) Like three years. And now they said they severed his rights and uh, he's trying to repeal it. And I asked the grandmother if I have any, you know, any conventional rights rights to fight for my grandson. They said no because. I was in a, an abusive relationship, but I'm not with that person anymore, sir. And uh, he had domestic violence on his record, but he's no longer in the picture. And uh, they're saying because of that that I have no grounds to fight for my grandson.
1: What state are you in, man?
2: Phoenix, Arizona.
1: I'm so You know, I'm in the process of starting a database for attorneys around the country who represent Uh people in juvenile dependency cases. Not necessarily Uh attorneys who sue uh, social workers, because there are a handful of attorneys who do that also, but you know, there are a handful of attorneys that specialize in representing parents and relatives in the juvenile court. In order to get the children back in your custody have you tried to find one in your area in phoenix arizona
2: i've been looking sir i i'm just looking for like some kind of advice or something because i don't even have no money for an attorney or anything like that it, i don't even know how to go about it to, to, Try to fight for my grandson or anything I called the social worker and all she told me that there's nothing that I could do there's no family members that could get the baby the only buddy there is is just me and my son my other two kids they still haven't found my kids and it's been like since three years already they haven't found my kids or I don't know what to do sir I'm just looking for like some kind of advice. I know you're not here in Phoenix but I heard a lot about you and I know that you could probably maybe help me with some kind of legal advice or something.
1: Well let or me send say me this. in the right direction. Um, okay, my let me say this. I am not licensed in the state of Arizona, so I can't give legal advice. However, I can um do cases in Arizona if I get permission from the court in Arizona, but uh-huh. there's something I want to ask you. You said you you lost two kids in the system? Is that what you said?
2: CPS, t- CPS took my kids, yes, and they still haven't found them. They, they ran away from the system, and nobody never found them. There's missing reports on them.
1: Uh, and, uh,
2: they didn't tell me that my kids were missing until one week later, sir.
1: Okay, well wait a minute, how old were these children? At the
2: time, uh the one was eleven year old and one was fourteen.
1: And they were taken from you by CPS and then they ran yeah. away from CPS?
2: Yeah, they ran away from CPS. Ever... No, no, sir. Did you have I don't know. My kids are could be dead. Could it be I don't know. So many thoughts come to my mind.
1: <laughs> Has this been reported to the police authorities? Yes. <laughs> um. Has it this, Did you report it to the state authorities or did you report it to the federal authorities or both? Just to the police. Okay. Have you thought about contacting your local? Uh, FBI office to make a, a report? No. Okay. May I suggest that you do that right away?
2: Okay. I will.
1: Okay. And I've been I trying like, everything like to, to is, find
2: okay. my kid's feet. Okay, go ahead. I'm yes, listening, is, sir.
1: Um, One of the things I want you to do is get a pen and a piece of paper because I'm going to give you some information because we need to talk off the radio about some of these issues. So let me know when you have a pen and a piece of paper.
2: Okay, Give me a pen and a paper. I'm, I'm getting a pencil and a paper right now. I'm sorry about that.
1: And for the listeners, if you are calling in, Make sure you have a pen and a piece of paper ready to take down some information (laughs) that I may want to give you. So, ma'am?
2: Yeah, I'm still here, sir.
1: Okay.
2: Okay, I got a pen and a piece of paper.
1: Okay.
2: I got a pen and a paper. Write
1: this telephone number down, 888. Go ahead, ma'am. Eight eight eight. I have that eight 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 again. Eight 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 again.
2: six five
1: six five eight two.
2: six five eight
1: two. Yes, triple eight, triple eight six five eight two. I want you to call that number after nine o'clock today. And make an appointment to speak to me privately about this matter, okay?
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much. And thank you for your call.
2: Okay, so call that at.
1: So that was a call from Phoenix, Arizona, having problems with CPS down there. Well, I've heard a lot about that in the past uh, year, Phoenix. Big problems in Arizona and CPS. Okay, I'm going to take another call, area code 760. 760- ending in
3: two nine. Yes. Good morning, Mr. Good morning Davis. On, um, I live
1: in San Bernardino.
3: I have a story to tell and a question to ask. Go for it. Um I live in San Bernardino County and I had uh four grandchildren that were staying with my nephew and my brother. Um They've been with them since February of 2016. And this past March, the CPS uh, caseworker uh, said to my family and in front of the children that she was going to put them up for adoption because it was best for them and that they were young and they would forget their mom. Um, I don't think that was right. Then in September of this year, at a CFT meeting, um, she pretty much voiced the same thing. My nephew, who had custody of them, was going to be leaving the home, uh, and he was the one that was in charge of them. And the worker knew that my brother is the one who takes care of them, who takes them to school, who feeds them, who does the laundry, who cleans, Uh, she basically even knew in the last three months that um, my nephew was not in the home and um, back in March she tried to switch uh, the funds over so that my brother could be the head of the case because my nephew had stated that he he wanted to leave and go start his own life. Um, She couldn't get that done and so my nephew stayed a little longer. Now, in September, uh, she sent my brother a text and said, if you can guarantee me that you can take care of these kids without CPS funds for three months, you can keep them. And the next day, they agreed to it. And the next day, she came and took them anyway. She has moved them to a home she's scouted for since March to keep the four of them together in uh, Riverside County. Now. I know there has to have been paperwork filed, but I was recently in court December 7th, and the judge does not seem aware of where the children. I've been contacting every complaint department that I could think of. I've contacted the foster care ombudsman of the state. I've contacted the Resource Family Administration because this CPS employee, once she took the children, She did not allow my brother to do his guardianship interview and complete his process, and she's the one who does that interview. Um, We have no contact with the children. She's letting other family members who are not...
1: Hello? I think we lost a call there. Pam, if you're still listening, please call back. We'll continue your uh, call. The guest call in is 646 I don't know what happened to that call. So we'll move on for right now. We'll go to area code 562, ending in 1-7. Yeah,
4: good morning, Vincent. Uh, can you hear me? Good morning. Vincent?
1: Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask?
4: I got a story to, to, to tell you that uh, um, I'd like to share with the listeners. Um, um, uh, you and I have had a relationship now for a couple of years. This Case has been going on for almost three years now trying to get my family reunited. And One of the goals or one of the things that we were trying to set up was um, the have... Um, our children be returned, and, and uh, we were really getting kind of discouraged with John because his uh, hearing for him to be returned was fully back in, 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 in November of uh, the 2016, and uh, it never did materialize. And so they started doing the same thing they do with all their cases. It seems like they uh, uh, to keep postponing and keep postponing, we never had our six-month hearing. Never had our eight-month hearing. Never had our twelve-month hearing. Never had—we never had a hearing whatsoever. And now they're doing the same thing with John, our our youngest son, who was nine at the time. And uh, so they got a hold of, they, they, they got a hold of um, uh, the hearing in August. Then they got postponed to September. Then they got postponed to October. Then it was November as December, and in December, everyone was getting trying to postpone it again. And uh, I'm I'm glad you agree with me not to postpone it, because it was really a frustrating experience. Because uh, the county council, and all these other people were were trying to make excuses because they didn't want John to testify. That's the whole key. If we had him testify two and a half years ago, he probably would have gummed up the the, the plot that they are doing. But uh, um, are actually on, um, on, uh, several days before Christmas Eve. And, 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 this is a true to you is that I, um, keep pushing. And I know that you were having medical issues and I'm glad those are behind you a little bit. Hopefully are that I'm, I'm glad that together we got uh, John, but it's mostly thankful to you, Vincent, because of your creativity. Well, in the hearing, I thought you were going to testify with John, they still avoid John and. And uh, then we got the, the, the thing going through. and We didn't have to do the social worker. Yeah. And uh, so, and the only person who had to testify was my wife. And, of course, the social worker for the council happened to be off, and we had a new group of social worker attorneys. And uh, they kind of went along with the program. And the only person who resisted was John's attorney, who's been very bad from the very start. She was addictive. She just didn't want that child to ever see his parents again. And... Uh, they, she kept stumbling and so forth and you worked it very calmly got to the whole thing and my attorney for my wife both of you guys working and you and you got john and that day he came home i was just shocked i thought they'd have to give a couple days to gather things and uh no he's home and he has been like on cloud nine i mean this is a little child that is is uh, she he's messed up though they've really messed him up but Anyway, I just wanted to share this wonderful miracle, where you want to call it and again thank you, Vincent, uh, for all that you do. And you're you're a marvelous, brilliant man, and maybe out there once an attorney get a hold of Vincent.
1: You know, thank you for your call. I appreciate that. Uh how's John doing? Is he doing all right?
4: Well, the adjustment is 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 is, is, is okay. Well here is here is here is here's
0: his mother. Hey, um, this is Trace. I'm um,
5: so,
0: oh, okay. Anyways, I'm the mother of John, and um, I just want to tell you that John was um, first in shock and he was really happy, and now he's crying a lot because all the emotions are coming through. Um, he told me that he got hurt a lot from the um, the caregiver. So, um, and I told him, wait, don't worry wait, if you, can, you still can. cry.
1: Wait, Trace, hold on, Trace. Yeah. What do you mean he got hurt a lot from the caregiver?
0: He said that um, that the caregiver screamed at him a lot, and 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 he he actually um, like last night when um, we were actually telling Robert John that he that he's not allowed to do something. He ran around. He actually went in a um, a ball. He went in a ball, and me and Robert were like, "What's the matter with you?" And he's like, "That's the way I did it, Mom. That's the way." I, I how everyone yelled at me all the time and they were mean to me and through the caregiver and, um, and, uh, and, and, and I said, you don't have to do that anymore.
1: So are you telling he's me he's coming down from the all the care emotions care. On Are you telling me that the caregiver, the foster parent, was emotionally abusing the child?
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. They also, uh, Vincent, they also, um uh, <clears throat> there's choke marks around his neck and he never would talk about them and they would lock him up into the room.
0: I'm gonna have
4: to go. We're going to go see John. Trace is bringing them to me. So we're switching cars right now. I can still talk, but, um uh, Trace has to go to go get John because I'm still stuck in the oh. same scenario.
1: Well, this is something that I would like to speak to you later today the air about uh, John right. being abused in the foster home.
4: Right. It's it's definitely... Uh, it's, yeah, there's, there, there was... Uh, it's been really emotional for John. He's, he's adjusting to home, but he's just... you so used to social workers say, don't show emotion, put your hands at your side. He's just... he just... Uh, He's just um, how can you say the word um, changed. It's two and a half years in the system, they have ruined him. He used to be a precocious little boy with a lot of love for people. Now he's he's totally changed. Listen.
1: Well, listen. Let's speak later today. Um, give me a call around mm-hmm. noon, and we need to speak up. Okay. And we need to talk about. This. All
4: right. Thank yes, you I know we. Keep, all right. And thank you so much, Vincent, and all your listeners. uh, Vincent knows what he's doing. Thank you, Vincent.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye. So that was an interesting call. That is a client of mine, and we just got his son, John, back to his home before Christmas, uh, which was the original plan, always keeping my fingers crossed. And luckily, we were able to accomplish that. Um, I haven't talked to him uh, because of the Christmas holidays, uh, but now I'm uh, distraught to find out that the child may have been abused while in foster care. Uh, The dangers of placing children in foster care. um, Only if juvenile judges really knew what happened to children in foster care. I think they may think twice about placing children in foster care rather than returning them home to parents or at least to relatives. All right, I'm gonna take another call. It will be area code, oh, we have area code uh, 760 uh, ending in 29. Hello, Do we have you back on the phone.
3: Yes, Mr. Davis, thank you. Um, I don't know how much of the story you heard. Uh, I guess my call dropped. But um, to make it short, my grandchildren have been with uh, my nephew and my brother since February of 2016. In March of 2017, when my nephew was planning to leave the home and start a new life, uh, the social worker tried to get my brother on as the one who would legally be taking care of them and handling the finances. Um, She wasn't able to do it, she said, because of a new state law. My brother went through the necessary training, and um, all he had left to do was his guardianship interview and his adoption interview. Now, I have another daughter that went through the same program with him at the same time. Um, In September of 2017, the social worker took the children from my brother and um there was no good reason their right to stay in their school their right to stay in close proximity with their family i've spoken with the uh state foster care ombudsman and says well those are not absolute rights your brother doesn't have a job that is steady income so he, these children are not a meal ticket and that was very rude my brother doesn't work because he hands-on takes care of these kids 24 7 you know and um She's placed them in Riverside County. I do not feel that the judge is aware of where they are because when we were in court February or December 7th, um, it was made mention of having the children for Christmas. uh, And we had meant Christmas week, but apparently, um, even though my brother got authority from that with the CPS attorney, said that would be fine, uh, recheck Troy's house, and they can, can go and have time there. The CPS worker said, well, it's cruel to strap them in a car for four hours for a visit and that's just it's ridiculous they wanted us to meet halfway and see the children at a restaurant for two hours none of what they're doing is in the best interest of the children my daughter has not lost her rights they are not up for adoption this worker has placed them with a family that thinks they're going to adopt them and i also know that my youngest nephew and his girlfriend think that they're going to adopt the youngest two and they're being able to visit these these children, and my daughter, still having parental rights, does not want them to see the children because they have placed the children in danger. They argue and fight all, a lot, and uh, my daughter basically has no rights here, even though she should have, um, and we're just at a standstill of knowing what to do. I've been contacting every complaint department, senators, congressmen, assemblymen, uh, everyone, And they won't even allow a change of social worker. And so she has this um, vindictive, biased, discriminative, two of them, social workers, her oldest and her youngest son. um, Her oldest is with my daughter that I told you went with the, in the program with my brother. Her youngest son is with her husband, who they have separated the two of them. And uh, they're saying that it's because my daughter is a danger. To her children and it's ridiculous because she hasn't been a danger for over 28 months and um, you know the law says it doesn't matter if you're a medical marijuana patient or if you're an alcoholic or if you have narcolepsy or whatever your problem is bipolar that as long as you are capable of taking care of your children and you are willing to take care of your children to protect them, to provide for them, you know, to make sure they get to school. You do these things. Um, and my grandchildren played sports, you know, they, they had a happy home life. You know, my daughter made one mistake and all of this, you know, she has been estranged from six children and I have as well. And I do not believe that them taking from my brother's home was in their best interest because these children are bonded with our family. Even the youngest, the two-year-old, is bonded with the six-month-old baby.
1: I think we have another technical difficulty. I think we we lost her again. I think we did lose her again. So, ma'am... Uh, from area code seven six zero, please call in again. Okay, we're going to go to the next call. Area code nine zero nine, ending in seven
5: eight. Uh, yes, how Good morning, Vince, how you doing?
1: Attorney Ben Davis. Yeah. Good. Did you have a story doing, or a question to ask?
5: Well, uh, I have a little bit of a story to tell you. To be honest with you, one of your uh, my girlfriend's one of your clients. Um, anyway. We are going through, uh, this is, our, we're coming up to our final hearing at the termination of our rights on the 17th of January. Okay. And, um, we have recordings. Well, I guess a couple months ago, they had a, the, the her last court date she went to, they said that they, they, term, they they terminated her visits for 120 days. Okay. Yeah. Based on, I, I, I wasn't at the, at the hearing, but,
2: uh,
5: they said, because of, uh, their, the, the social worker, Catalina did it a, during a visit. Terminated and then she was when she went to court, they said that, um, they're that she's detrimental to the kids' well being or whatever, and that they're going to eliminate her, uh, her uh, her visits for taking her away of her visits for 120 days. And then when she comes back to court on the 17th, the the judge flat said it's going to be a cold day in hell if you think you're going to ever get your kids back. That's what she told her, basically. So, my question is this We have recordings. The reason why she got her her visits terminated was on the 120 days, was for something that happened during a visit, we have the visit recorded okay? A recording of it, but we didn't legally ask the uh, social worker and let him know that we were recording him. Okay. That's where we messed up. Okay. Well, whatever they're saying in the court papers and what the social workers allegedly said is totally different than what happened on the recording. Okay. It's like night and day difference. Okay. But they're saying your, your attorney's saying that they can't use that recording uh, because it's uh we didn't let them know basically that they're, they're, they're being recorded. Okay, my question is this: If it's not going to get him in any trouble, if they're—I mean, if 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 the social worker is saying that she didn't lie and she did her job correctly, then what's the problem with hearing that recording? You know what I mean? What would be the problem then if there's going to be nothing wrong with it? What would be the big deal, right or wrong?
1: Right, right, right. So, no, no, you would. Be, well, so I, I, I agree with you from the common sense point of view. I agree with you. Right. The problem right. is. Excuse me. The problem is is that in California, you can't record someone without their knowledge. It's actually a crime. And if the recording is made, uh, it can't be introduced into evidence. Now, there are some exceptions to that rule. And okay. I'm not sure um, whether there are any exceptions. And if you said that my your girlfriend, the mother, is a client of mine, what she should do is she should email me the recording so that I, I can listen to it and determine and determine hold on. And determine whether it's something okay. that could be used or tried to use, you know, that we can get in to prove that what the social worker is saying is false. Right. Um,
5: because this is not the first time she's lied. She's lied and, she lied and uh, she's lied about when she when my girlfriend got her services terminated. She lied on that bed, on that court date. Stating that she told her that her, that her uh, uh, her counselor wasn't approved of by her, but she never said that to Crystal, and never t- said that to us, and told us that she didn't approve of that of her counselor. She was waiting for her referral for her last classes to graduate her counseling classes for like two months. And then she goes to court and says that oh well, no, I didn't no. approve. We didn't approve. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I, Go ahead, I want to tell you and a. I want to tell you and the audience a story. This actually happened in 2017 I was in a trial and in the trial um, the my clients therapist got on the stand and told what I believe were uh, a number of things that weren't true they just simply weren't true and didn't happen but there's no way to prove that other than having my client testify and then it's you know the witnesses uh, therapist's word against my client's word, and then the well, judge. had, a sign, I, had a, I had
5: a <laughs> I had a certified letter. Go ahead. I had a certified letter okay. from the I'm, counselor I'm, I'm, saying. I'm
1: just, okay, okay, tell okay me hold on. Play. I'm, I'm tell a story. You story. Okay. All Go right. ahead. So, um, it's a, in our system of justice. It's up for the judge to make the decision. And right. the judge made the decision against my client. Chose to believe the therapist. Now. Several months go by, the therapist happens to get terminated either voluntarily or involuntarily from her, from her employment. And allegedly she has contacted my client and indicated to my client that she was not truthful when she testified and that there may have been some type of pressure put on her by the social worker on the case. Now, one of the things I need everyone to understand is, in a lot of counties, in most counties, the social workers set you up with the services that you are supposed to do. And in many of those cases, it's the county or the social worker who pays for the services. I recently was involved in a case in another county where the therapist was asked, who's your client? Now, this is the parent's therapist, the mother's therapist. Who's your client? The therapist says, the social worker. Now, that can't. That's totally incorrect. But that's how these people are thinking, that since they're being paid by the county, the county and the social worker are their client. That's not true. The client is the parent who they're supposed to be trying to help anyway right. the moral of my story is this if somebody's lying in a case it's difficult to win because there's a lot of background noise for your phone because i'm sorry, sorry about that because it's up to the judge to make the decision the judge wasn't there the judge doesn't have a crystal ball and the judge is trying to make yeah. the best decision possible based upon what he or she has heard. But it's just very difficult to win a case if you have witnesses that are lying because the only thing that you can do to combat that is to testify against it yourself. And it's up to the judge to determine who is telling the truth or not. And in that particular case where we did not prevail, um, you know, the client was very upset. But there was nothing that I could do when you have a lying witness on the stand. So when well, you listen, this, I'm sorry. What okay. did you say?
5: Okay. Well, look, we had a certified letter from our counselor from the counselor, stating that she had been waiting for the referral for the last three months, and she had contacted the the supervisors, uh, uh the social worker. The social worker wouldn't never respond. Okay. We had a certified letter. Well. We didn't have you as a lawyer at that time. My girl didn't have you as a lawyer at that time. And the public defender, we tried to, we, we get in the hallway of the courtroom and she hands us the papers and she's like looking it over the, the papers and she's like, oh, well, you're, and Chris was like, my girl's like, well, here, here's, here's a letter certified from my, my counselor stating that, you know, we've been waiting for this referrals for the last three months. And uh, she's like, oh, really? Well, maybe we should have subpoenaed her to meeting the counselor. And I said, you think my girl had been trying to call the lawyer, her lawyer, all week before that, so she could try to tell her that and, t- and let her know because I know she's a public defender. She's probably got a huge caseload. She's not even doing like looking into our case at all, ba- basically. You now, we were trying to get hold of her. She just wouldn't answer. Well, she tells us that in the hallway. Well, we go and then she's like, Well, and I was like, It pissed me off when they said, Well, maybe we should have subpoenaed her. Well, then we go into court and she doesn't, and then it turns out she doesn't even end up in uh, entering in the certified letter into evidence correctly. So the, the judge wasn't even taking into consideration. Okay. And, and then they said that. My girlfriend uh, was not a credible witness, stating that because she's a whatever, she's a, you know what I mean. She's not a credible witness, and the social workers was, and that's that means that her testimony, whatever that letter that she got certified from her counselor just went void. They said that they noted that they said they noted it, but that's about that's all, and then they just took it out of consideration. That, that's like they didn't even hear about it, they didn't even care about it. Okay, it's just one thing after another, and that's a, a based on another lie that the social worker did the whole time. Another lie that we can prove. We have actual proof. We have the certified letter straight. And you could talk to the counselor, the counselor said she was more than willing to be subpoenaed, but she never got subpoenaed. She never, no one ever, no one ever told her to be there, you know? Um, and that was, I guess her, uh, Crystal's, uh, my girlfriend's lawyer, job to do that, basically. But, uh, we're coming up on our final day. Davion, my girlfriend's, uh, lawyer, basically through you guys. Okay, Vince, um,
1: hold on, hold apparently on. before you, before you continue, hold on, before you continue, do you have a pencil and a piece said, of paper? Yeah. Okay. I'll get one. Yeah, I got one. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you a couple things that I want you to do today. Okay?
5: All right. All yeah, right, hold on. Okay. I'm okay, I'm ready. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. The first is I'm gonna give you an email that goes directly to me. All right? Okay. It's V, it's V as in Vincent mm-hmm. at VWDLaw.com. So, v basic stuff
5: in your name, basic? At.
1: It's just V. The letter V.
5: Just V at, okay, V at, 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 at what is it? V at,
1: at, you know, VWDLaw. VWDLaw.com.
5: VWD.com, right? VWD.com, correct? Uh, no. Got it. Can you hear We're me? Good. I can hear you. I can hear you. I'm breaking up a little bit, but I can hear you now. Okay. So,
1: okay, so I want you to just take a moment, take a deep breath. All right. All right. I want you to listen to what I'm saying, okay? All right. The email address is v at v w d law dot com got it right, I got it in the subject in the subject line I want you to put your girlfriend's name don't say it here because we don't use name Okay. and then I want you to send me this email and this is what the email should say Vince please make a motion to set aside based upon ineffective assistance of counsel. And I'm referring to what you told me the public defender didn't do. Right. And number two, Vince, make a motion to reinstate the visitation. Yeah. And number three, Vince, make a motion for a bonding study.
5: Well, see, that was, a, she already had her bonding study approved, but then they said since they canceled out her, uh, they canceled her visits and they took them away and they said 120 days, that canceled out the bonding study. That's what happened there. Okay. She was already approved for one. You got, you, already, you already got her approved for one.
1: Hold on. Go ahead. That doesn't cancel out okay. the bonding study. That, that doesn't okay. cancel off the bonding study. Just send me the email. Like I requested.
5: Okay. Got gotcha. you. Ten four. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I hope you guys Thank can some something Thank you for your All, call. All,
1: right. All right. All right. Thank you for your call. All right. Bye bye. Okay. It looks like we have our uh, our caller from area code seven six zero is returned. Good morning again.
3: Good morning again, Vincent. I apologize. I live in the middle of the desert, and our cell service is not so good. Um, I wanted to make one more, uh, tell one more little piece of the story and then ask your advice. We don't go back to court until March, um, and we don't really even know what that's for. We haven't received any paperwork on it. We did get paperwork for April for guardianship of the oldest child that is with my daughter, um, my other daughter. And we're just at a standstill. We we don't know what to do. Um our our children are my grandchildren are suffering being away from their family and not being able to visit with their mom because they've been moved so far away and not seeing their other two siblings. So I would like to know what, what you think that we should do. And should I stop contacting every complaint
2: department?
1: Okay. So I'm going to answer those questions. Do you have a pen and a piece of paper? Yes, sir. Okay. At one of my websites, I think it's helpfightcps.com. Write that down, helpes.com.
3: Yes, I know that
1: website. When you go to that website, on the top menu bar that goes from left to right, there's a tab that says, File a Complaint. Okay? That will take you to the California State site where you can make an official complaint against a county social worker. Now, let me say that again. That's a California State site in Sacramento. Where you can make an official complaint against a county social worker.
6: Okay. In my
1: experience, when when my experience, when you make a complaint against a social worker at the local county level, nothing happens because basically what you're asking the agency to do is to investigate one of its own. And just being human beings, you know what usually happens with that. Nothing. Right. Right. What I'm directing you to is a state of California site where you can make a complaint against a county social worker. And in my experience, these issues are investigated. So go to that website make the complaint and once you do that send me the information email it to me and we may be able to use that to get a new social worker okay 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 number two i want you to send me an email today i'm going to give you a personal email address where the email will go directly to me not to someone in my office okay okay and i want you to put i want you to put the mother's name in the subject line i don't want you to tell me her name now <clears throat> because we don't use names on the radio show okay so in the subject subject matter of the email you'll put her name then this is what i want you to put in the body of the email Vince, call the mother and make an appointment. If you're in the middle of the desert, it may be too far for you to come in, but make an appointment for a Zoom, Z-O-O-M, meeting. That's an Internet meeting where you have audio and video. Now, for you and for all the, the listeners out there, Zoom is a free You can download it to your phone. You can download it to your tablet. You can download it to your desktop or your laptop. And as long as you have Internet connection, we can have a video meeting. And I I think you can add many people to the meeting so that, for example, if your daughter's on the meeting with me, You can be on the meeting as well and so can other people, friends and relatives, video meeting together and it's free. Okay. So if you live in the middle of the desert and my main office is in Arcadia, California by Pasadena, it may be too long for you to drive, but we can have a video chat. Okay. And I've I've been on Zoom meetings that have lasted more than four hours. So we'll have plenty wow. of time to have a meeting. Okay.
3: Wonderful.
1: All right. Okay. All right. So well, thank you very much for. Hold on. Oh,
3: that's done. Hold on. I have okay. A finish. Okay. Thank you.
1: Number. Okay. Number three. I want you to write these words down because they'll trigger my memory in on what we have to do. Okay. So okay. the first word is. 388, okay, because we're going to talk about filing a 388 petition. The second word is, the second word is Riverside County Placement. All right.
3: Because that's going to trigger my
1: mind into making a motion to have the kids brought from Riverside back to their home county. Okay. If you send that to if you send that to me today, we will set. I will have the secretary set up something for Monday. Well, Monday is a holiday, so we'll set up something for Tuesday. And okay. you and your daughter, and anybody else in the family that wants to be on the meeting can be on the Zoom meeting, and we can have do that Tuesday, probably Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening. Whatever is convenient for you and all of the folks that want to be on the meeting. Okay. Okay.
2: All
3: right. I can do that. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Davis.
1: Okay. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you
3: very much for all you do for children. Have a good day and a happy new year.
1: Same to you, ma'am. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, we're going to take another call, area code 661 ending in 50. Good morning, Your Honor, Attorney Vince Davis. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask?
6: Uh, yes, I've actually called in before. It's a story, kind of an update on the case. Um, <clears throat> Go ahead. We are going to court on the 5th um, because of um, having my son removed from, well, my stepson actually removed from our uh, home due to him doing some things that were not appropriate. Um, We've um, actually had to contact uh, Superior Court again to talk to uh, DCFS for placing him in an inappropriate placement for him uh, where he was uh, subject to risk of injuring himself and others. Um, He was injured there. Uh, He had a a huge bruise on his nose. Um, When I contacted the worker about it, we heard nothing. We actually had to go down to the office. Uh, Once we did, we didn't get any information because apparently they didn't know anything about it. Uh, We were informed that they were going to go to a meeting or going to at least go see him the next day. Uh, The placement actually called us to attend the meeting because my son's... um, uh, issues were causing disruption there. They didn't know what to do with him uh, because they were never informed of what his issues were uh, by DCFS or anyone else, apparently. Um, <clears throat> so once we went to the meeting, apparently the social worker was supposed to be there, but he canceled and was, wasn't was able to get there. Um, <clears throat> when I brought this up with them, uh, they said, well, you know, uh, we didn't send emails. Uh, we were in contact with them. Uh, when speaking to the placement, the placement is saying, you know, the total opposite. They're having a hard time getting in contact with the worker. They're having a problem with him, you know, communicating back and forth. Uh, so once Superior Court got all this information, of course, um, then they contacted us. And they needed to have uh, an emergency a meeting uh, to find out what the positive outcome can come from this. Um, and I believe more so it's just to cover themselves from all the things that they were not doing correctly. Um, also, uh, a few of the reports that they had written uh, were totally inaccurate. Um, so, um, in hindsight, the best thing to do with uh, cases like this is to make sure you keep all your paperwork, anything that they ever give you. Um, make sure that you're communicating them with them in a way that you have actual information or actual record of what you're saying and what they're saying to you. Um, phone calls, um, I would advise uh, that you have at least somebody around to hear it since um, recording people is is not allowed, apparently, um, without their knowledge. So um, definitely have somebody there to, you know, say exactly what they heard as well as what you're hearing. Um, It's amazing how you have to actually fight uh, to keep yourself And when you're innocent, uh, you know, ahead of the game, it's, 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 it seems like a huge game and it's, um, it's really, really difficult. It's been three years, uh, we've been dealing with this in Lancaster and Palmdale. Um, and it's, it's really, really, really trying.
1: do you feel you're being treated fairly by uh, DCFS?
6: Oh, we've never been treated fairly by DCFS. We have never been treated fairly. It got worse, actually, when we had uh, documented paperwork saying that they weren't doing their job. And we presented it to them and the court. Then it got worse. Then it got, uh, actually, vindictive. whereas there were literally people just coming up with all different types of allegations. No one's ever contacted us about them, but yet they're presenting them in court. Um, no one's ever talked about any of the so-called issues or concerns that they've had, but yet they're still presenting it in court, um, as if they've investigated or done any, any kind of background to any of this. Um, it's literally amazing that they can do this, but it, it they really have way too much power when it comes to presenting things to the court because the court can't investigate on its own. They rely on them, so their their power is limitless, really, if you don't stand up and say something about
1: it. Have you or your family thought about the possibility of filing a lawsuit against DCFS for retaliation?
6: Yes, I did want to sue them for uh, a lot of the things that they've did. Um, They've broken actually several California laws. Um, Even the the judge presiding over the case has stated the same thing. Um, So, yes, I really would like to um, find a good attorney to, to help us with that.
1: Do you have a pencil and a paper?
6: Uh, sure. Let me grab one. Okay, go right ahead. Telephone number down. Okay.
2: 888.
6: 888.
1: 6582. That's triple eight, triple eight, six, five, eight, two. Okay. okay so I want you to call that call that number today after say 930 okay and make an appointment to speak make an appointment to speak to me okay either I, I may be booked today and I'm out of town Sunday and Monday but on Tuesday I return so book a, uh, if you can book an appointment to speak to me it's a free consultation because okay. one of the things I and my office are experts in. We go to juvenile court, we get kids back, parents and relatives, and we also sue social workers in federal courts for civil rights violations. And if you've been retaliated against, you may have a very good claim against the social workers in the county of Los Angeles. So please call me. I'll be waiting to speak to you.
6: Definitely will. Thank you very much. Have a very happy new year
1: you too man thank you okay we're winding down uh, for our uh, the end of the show and I can't take any more calls Uh, I've been uh, lectured by the producer to not take any calls after five minutes because we've had problems in the past where I'm not able to finish those calls and the show just cuts off and we're in the middle of conversation so What I'm going to do for the last few minutes of the show is I'm going to share some information with all of you uh, that you may find helpful. Um, The first thing that I want everyone to know, and it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, is I want everyone to know about Welfare and Institutions Code Section 309. Welfare and Institutions Code 309, you can just Google it by typing in WIC309. This statute or this law pertains to the entire entire juvenile dependency process. It basically says that when a child is taken from parents, the child should be placed with relatives. That's relatives by blood, relatives by marriage, or what's called close family friends, where you're not related at all. But if you're a close family friend, you are still entitled to have the child or children placed with you. Now, here's the important part, and here's what social workers don't always tell you. These relatives and family friends do not have to live in the county where the case is. So let me give you an example. Uh, One of the callers today was from San Bernardino County. If that child is in foster care and happens to be in Riverside but if that child happens to be in foster care uh, wherever a relative or close family friend in San Bernardino or Riverside or Los Angeles or San Francisco or Shasta County or San Diego County can take the child. The, the relative or close family friend does not have to live in in san bernardino county let's take it a step further that relative or close family friend doesn't even have to live in the state of california they could live in wyoming new york maine florida arizona so don't let a social worker convince you or tell you that the child can't be set out of state okay let's take it even a step further because I see this happening a lot in California, Southern California. The relative or family friend does not even have to live in the United States. The relative or another country. Okay, so got a lot of people, Latinos in um, Southern California, who have relatives in Mexico or Central America or South America. Or, you know, I was on a case recently where there's relatives in, in, in Russia, there's relatives in Italy, there's relatives in Japan. So most countries, not all, are part of a f- international treaty to have children placed with them and do not let the social worker convince you that the child can't be placed in a foreign country. It can't, the child can be. So. If you're involved in a case and the children are in foster care and you want to get them with relatives, look at Section 309, talk to your attorney about Section 309 and make sure that you and your attorney are enforcing your rights and the children's rights to be placed with relatives. Too many people or too many children are placed in foster care and the family loses these children through adoption to foster care to basically just strangers I get so many calls from relatives saying the foster parents are about to adopt the children what can I do a lot of times, the beginning of the case or the middle of the case make sure you enforce the rights under section 309 I'm out of time I'll see you next week on the radio